Alrighty, y'all. Today, I want to talk to you about how I managed to get everything done. What is my system? What is my secret? <laughs> You're listening to Copy Chatter, the podcast where we talk about all things writing business. We're having a conversation here about freelance writing and freelance writers, and you are invited. Let's chat about business, marketing, dealing with clients, mindset issues, copy tips, and rolling with the changes. We'll also delve into what's going on with this particular writer as I grow and build my own business. Ready to talk shop? It's time for some copy chatter. So you may or may not know, you probably know, (laughs) that freelance writing client work is not the only thing I do. It's not the only thing in my business. For example, I have this podcast. I sell courses. I do coaching. There's, there, I have a lot of moving pieces in my business at this point, and I am very fortunate to be able to be full-time in it right now, which is a lot of fun for me. And um, I'm able to get so much more done than I was ever able to get done before. But when I went from years and years and years of, I have one hour here, I have two hours there, I have to know exactly what I'm working on, I have to have this completely reduced to-do list because my working hours are very small and so my capacity is very small and I have to be like focus, 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 focus. Going from that to I have the entire day to run my business was really, it took me a long time (laughs) to figure out what to do with my time. How do I get anything done? So in the years before I went full-time, I would do kind of the, like a version of the Ivy Lee method, which is you make your, at the end of the workday, you make your list of the three most important things that you need to do the next day. And then when you show up the next day for work, you only do those three things. You do not do anything else until those three things are done. And then you can do other stuff. And then at the end of the day, you know what needs to happen next. You know what needs to move forward next. And you make your list of three things to do the next day. And that's that's kind of a method that was pioneered by this guy named Ivy Lee. And this sort of make your to-do list for the next day thing really worked for me for a long time because basically the only thing I had was client work. I might have had a little bit of like other other stuff going on, but for the most part, it was just client work. And so I would know exactly what needed to, you know, move forward the next day. When I had an entire business to run and I had to transition out of client work so much and into building up more of the course side of things and consider like what conferences I wanted to go to and launching this podcast and building my email list and putting together like offers and not just courses and stuff and figure out how to market this whole other arm of my business while still doing my client work delivering great work for my clients and focusing on the kind of work I wanted to do for them, getting more picky, charging more money and that kind of thing. There was just so much going on. There are so many moving pieces that I can't keep up. I mean, there would be a lot of days when the only thing I had to do was make sure that I was working on X, Y, and Z assignments because I had deadlines on Thursday. Like, and that was it. And that's fairly simple. It's easy to keep up with that stuff. When you have like 12 different things going on, it is not easy to keep up with that stuff. And this make the list of the top three things you have to do tomorrow thing didn't work for me anymore. And I floundered. I majorly floundered. So if what you're doing is fairly straightforward, 
and you feel pretty confident that you have a grasp of what you need to get done each time you sit down to work. And that's not a huge struggle. And it's more a matter of figuring out what to do. That's one thing. I think making your daily list of three things will help. But when you have, um, when you're working with big chunks of time that are either, I mean, either it's like what you do every day or it's really spread out and you need to prioritize and you've got a few things you need to move forward. What might work for you is what has worked for me. And that is planning out my whole week at a time. Okay, so I'm not on the like super batching train right now. Um, I know that batching can be really helpful. Um, I also know for me, it's a little bit crazy making. It's like, what do you mean I have to spend the entire day working on this one thing? That makes me nuts, <laughs> right? Um, but what is working for me right now when I have a lot of, a lot of different things I want to get done, and this might be applicable for you if you are doing client work, you are looking, actively looking for new clients, you are working on building a website, and you are also trying to build a social media presence. Those are four different projects and they are all things that you need to be advancing at, at one time. And if you have two hours of work to do today, how are you going to advance all of those things? Is it even possible? Okay, so I want you to think about the different sort of quote unquote projects that you have going on at any given time and consider if this calendar approach might work for you. It is This is a variation on batching um, and time management. So here's what I do. And I picked up this method. I think I mentioned this in an earlier podcast. I picked up this method from Julie Stoyan, who is my business coach and all around one of my favorite people on earth. Um, she kind of first introduced this concept to us, um, in the digital insiders. And she also published a post on her blog. So I'm going to, if I remember, I'm going <laughs> to link it in the comments in the show notes on this episode. So you can look for that and go see it for yourself. But basically what she does is she sits down on Sunday night and she plans out her whole week. So, you know, she takes out her calendar, she puts in the appointments, puts in like an hour of email each day, figures out where her family needs her to be, if anything. Um, and then takes a look at all the stuff that she knows she needs to get done this week. And she puts, she, she kind of schedules out, okay, for these two hours, I'm going to work on this. And for this hour, I'm going to work on this. And then I have an appointment and then I'm going to get lunch. And then I'm going to do this other thing for two hours. And then this other thing for an hour, right? So she schedules it out and there are screenshots and stuff on her website. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about how this looks for me um, because I found something my, my way of doing it has really worked for me. So I offer this to you so that if you are, if you have like sporadic chunks of time, or if you have a lot of time and you have multiple things going on, maybe this will work for you too. So on Sunday night, James and I get together. James is a stay at home dad and he is the home manager now at this point. Um, and I work and then I basically like help him the way he used to go to work and then come home and help me. I now work. And then when I'm done with work, I help him. So what we do is we look at, I look at my calendar and I point out any appointments or any client calls, um, that I have going on. And he tells me what's going on with him and with the kids. And if we have like a handyman coming or a big delivery coming, or, um, you know, if the kids are going to the dentist, um, if someone is going off to someone else's house for the afternoon, anything like that. So we get clear on what are the existing pieces that we need to fit our days around. 
And then I will say, okay, well, I need to um, record four podcast episodes this week. Um, And it takes me maybe three hours to do all of that. So I'm looking for a good three-hour chunk where the house is quiet. So if the kids have an appointment, then I will try to schedule my recording during the time that they're gone. And then James will plan to, like if we think this appointment might take an hour and a half and I need three hours, he will plan to also maybe take them to the park afterward or take them on errands or maybe we'll go to the pool that day and whatever. So he will plan for them to be out of the house for the rest of that time so I can get my recording done. And and that kind of thing. We sort of flow it. And so um, what I will do is in as part of this planning I'm like okay so what I need to get done this week is and I'll look at my Trello board of all the stuff I'm doing or I just sort of know what I'm working on this week and so for example this past Sunday we sat down and I was like okay I need to finish all the bonuses for client bound I need to finish all the bonuses for know what to write and I need to re-record all of the clips camp lessons and do my batch podcasting for August Um, and then I had a couple of major client projects that I needed to finish and wrap up. And then I have my everyday stuff like sending emails and um, coaching group Q&A and things like that, right? So I, I knew this week I wanted to focus on revamping all my courses in addition to getting the client work done so that next week and for the whole probably the next three months, I can focus on the new course that I'm planning. So I'm wrapping up all the loose ends on my old courses, not my old ones, but my existing courses, delivering on all these promises I've made and whatever, blah, 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 making sure all the current courses are where they need to be so that I can go full bore into this new one. I'm also taking care of my clients and um, just managing the business in general, right? So I get, I get the sense of everything I have to get done. And then I, we put our heads together and figure out when I can do the things that require a quiet house, that's usually the next consideration. How much recording do I need to do? Generally speaking, how many hours of quiet house do I think I need for that recording? And then he looks at their schedule to see when he can fit in, you know, when, when he can get them out of the house basically. And because it's summertime right now, it's really easy just to go to the pool for a few hours. Um, and they'll do that. So like they'll have lunch and then Elliot has his nap. And when he's up from his nap, then they go to the pool and I have three, you know, three hours to myself to do the recording. Um, and we just kind of chunk it out like that. So if you have two hours here and two hours there and maybe four hours on Saturday, and then you have one hour of nap time every day, where you can get stuff done, then maybe what you do is you try batching and you spend the hour on Monday researching clients to pitch. And then you spend the nap time hour on Tuesday composing those pitches. And you spend the nap time hour on Wednesday composing the rest of the pitches. And then the nap time hour on Thursday is when you do maybe your social media scheduling. Um, and you can use an, an app like Hootsuite or something to kind of pre-schedule your social media, if you are working on social media. And then on Friday, you spend the nap time hour working on moving your website forward, whatever your website is, you know, or whatever your other projects are. And then you have your two hours in the evenings, or you have your four hours on Saturday, and you can use that time specifically to get your writing work done. You know, so I would um, work in advance of your deadline. So if you have something due on Friday, 
try to have it done by Monday or Tuesday so that if something goes wrong, you still have some buffer for the rest of the week. If you have a big chunk of time to work on Saturdays and you have deadlines next week, like next Tuesday or whatever, use that Saturday time to work ahead and get all your writing work done for the following week so that you can focus and use those smaller chunks of time for the kinds of things that lend themselves more to smaller chunks of time, like pitching. There's really not a whole lot more to it. (laughs) This is what has worked for us. Um, I think when you have these like windows, these blocks of time, um, especially this idea of batching might be really helpful because you're not switching gears so much. And you also need to plan for a little bit of administrative work every day. You know, you need half an hour to check your emails and make, you know, do your books and look at this new course you're thinking about buying, you know, or listen to the courses that you've already bought, like plan that stuff in too. Don't just, um, let it happen. Take, take control and assign your hours, assign your minutes. So that's really all I have to say about using this calendaring system. Um, you can do your top three for the next day. Um, that really helps if you have a clear goal setting thing in front of you. Um, and is not necessarily the thing that works for all businesses the way it is often touted to be. Um, a combination of this calendar method and the um, top three thing works really well. You can use um, Trello if you want. You can use Asana or Basecamp or any of your project management software that you like. Um, I do my calendaring just right there on Google Calendar. And then the other thing I will do is I leave a lot of space. Like if I, I think it will take me three hours to record my four podcast episodes, I will um, give myself four hours to do it. And then, um, and that's the kind of thing that I might schedule toward the end of the week so that if something blows up in the middle of the week and I have to move some critical thing, I can, I have a little bit of a buffer in that big podcast chunk and I can either reduce my podcasting time and then finish batching next week or um, make whatever other adjustment makes sense. Okay, so if you have any questions about this, you can always reach out to me. Probably the best place to post your questions is in my Facebook group. It's called the Inkwell Guild. You can find us on Facebook and um, we are a warm, welcoming, friendly, strategic, helpful bunch. So come and say hello and post your questions and we will rally around you and cheer for you and help you find your solutions for freelance writing because we want, at least I, (laughs) I can't speak for every person, but I am here to help you be successful. And and so this Facebook group is, is one of the best ways I can help you do that. All right, hope to see you there. Hey, did that sound good to you? If you wanna learn more about finding freelance writing clients who are gonna pay you well, pay you on time, give you recurring work, and make you really, really happy (laughs) to be a freelance writer, then I have something for you. It is called Client Bound. It is my new course on how to find freelance writing clients. If that sounds good to you, then I recommend that you go to copychatter.com slash clients and check it out. And hey, there's one more thing. If you like Copy Chatter, if you listen to this podcast every week, and if you feel like it has helped you, would you mind leaving me a review um, on iTunes or wherever you're listening? That would be really helpful for me, and I'd really appreciate it. So thank you so much, and I will see you all next week.